This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. Easy Music 3MP, welcome to this, the podcast version of Relish, a show that airs each Saturday morning at 8am on Easy Music 3MP. This week on the show, as we emerge from what surely must be one of the most arduous years the hospitality industry has faced, what does it take for a restaurant to survive 50 years in this city? I'll speak to the owner and head chef at South Melbourne's iconic Olive Tree restaurant to find out. Also, from footy to foodie, how former AFL star Daniel Motlop went from weaving his magic on the field to sourcing native ingredients for restaurants and home cooks to now making gin with Indigenous botanicals. Plus, as always, plenty of food news and dining tips from me. All that coming up thanks to Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions, diamondcelebrations.com.au on Easy Music 3MP. At Easy Music 3MP, you can relax with all your favourites. At last, my love has come along. Easy and relaxing favourites. Desperado. Why don't you come to your senses? But now there's no way to hide since you pushed my love aside. 1377 AM and Stereo DAB. Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. It's relish with Kate Stevenson. While staying in business is hard enough at the best of times, let alone in the aftermath of a global pandemic. From high-end restaurants like Ezard to icons like The Cuckoo, we've lost some much-loved Melbourne restaurants in the last year. So what's the secret to not only staying open for 50 years, but maintaining a loyal and loving clientele? My next guest should know. Emilio Manfrin is owner and head chef at the Olive Tree Restaurant in South Melbourne. Emilio, good morning. Good morning, Kate. Hey, when you opened the Olive Tree, would you ever have imagined that you'd still be around 50 years later? Maybe not. I was hoping to be there longer. Longer? No. Wow, we can assume that you will be. Who knows how long it lasts. So when you first opened a restaurant, so, you know, I'm assuming you weren't born here just by the accent. When, When you first opened, what was the dream? What did you want it to be? Wasn't thinking to be in one place for fifty years. How old were you? Early, early twenty years. Yeah. So, had you? When did you yeah. arrive in Australia? Nineteen sixty-nine. Uh, and that was arrived in Sydney. Yeah. And so, first job, were you cooking straight away? First job, I uh, started making pizza. My real, real job was a baker. Really. In Italy, yeah. yeah. Really. So baking. So pizza would work then. That's a nice pizza transition. Would work. And so pizza, and so when you arrive in Melbourne, I mean, it's a big thing, you know, it's a big thing in your early 20s, not just to find a job in a new city, but to make the decision to, to open a restaurant, yeah? Well, it's all, it's all. I was working for the boss yeah. at the time, and then uh, a few, very few uh, years later, I become the boss. And for you to come and start in food here, is, is it fair to say that, you know, I'm making a Big generalisation here, Emilio. Most Italians know how to cook. You know, you you grow up around food from a very young age. That's true, yes, yes. 
And so what would who did you learn to cook from? Who were you cooking with or who were you watching cook? Well, I was uh, in Italy. I learned quite a bit there. But uh, also here, when I started working, I wasn't chef. I was just a cook and I was following, uh, was following the chef. Yeah. Hey, will you stick around? Because there's a lot I want to speak to you about. Can you hang around while we take a quick break and listen to some songs? Sure. Emilio Manfrin celebrating 50 years of the Olive Tree Restaurant. Relish with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations. Food for all occasions. Easy Music 3 MP, this is Relish, and I'm speaking with Emilio Manfrin, owner and head chef at iconic restaurant The Olive Tree in South Melbourne, celebrating 50 years in business. Emilio, I was told that I couldn't pass my induction here at 3MP until I dined at The Olive Tree. How many of your diners each night would be repeat customers, people who come back? Like well, majority, do you think? Majority, yes, quite a few, a and- lot of them, yeah. And so, and you told me the other night when I dined there, thank you, that you still have some of the guest books from when you first opened. Would there be people there in the first year or the first decade who are still coming back now in 2021? Yes, there is some of the first decade. Uh, there is especially one, I don't know if I should mention him. But, yes. Uh, David Netafour, Yeah. he still come two or three times a week and he still have all his meals there. And have you thought about finding his name in the book and showing him? Yes, and I've I've have found <laughs> his name, and I still have to show him. If he comes tomorrow, the next day, we'll bring the book back and say, "Go through this book and see how many times you come, you and your wife, and see if you remember." Oh, I love it! Hey, you're really passionate about um, the importance of good produce. You know, having really good produce in the restaurant. You personally know some of the people, don't you? That you're you're buying some of your produce from. Is that is that a big thing for you? Yes, I normally do know every single one of them where I buy the produce, and uh, uh, personally go there and pick it myself, knowing them as a friend after so many years. And that's the best the best way to start. Interesting that you say you go there often to get it. Do you still have your pilot's licence? Um, yes, I do. I do. I still fly. <laughs> you do. And because that was a thing for you. Over the years, you have well and truly flown to places. Where are the some, some of the places you've flown yeah, to Flint. actually get your produce? Where have you been? Yeah, yeah I've been to Flinders Island many times. I used to get scallops from there, crayfish, uh, King Island. I went a few times. But I used to enjoy to go to Flinders Island because I made a lot of friends there. So I made an excuse to fly there to get the produce so I can stay with my friend also. That is amazing. And I think it's um, it's worth pointing out because this is such a special thing in these days. It's very much a family business, isn't it, the Olive Tree? Who works there with you? Well, I've got to... With myself, I've got my wife in the kitchen. Silvana. Silvana. And then I've got Tanya and Sonia, my two daughters. They alternate out there yeah. with uh, two or three of the boys who've been there for quite a long time, some of them, the girls. Emilio, it is an amazing achievement. I would like to say I, I did I did head along just for research purposes, of course. I went in last week to the olive tree. I couldn't fault a dish. I had beautiful, big, fresh mussels, gorgeous oysters and a steak as big as my head. I didn't read, read how big it was going to be, but it's beautiful food and, and it's not just that. It's a, a tremendous business and one that is much loved. So congratulations on 50 years. Thank you. Emilio Manfrin at the helm of the olive tree 
restaurant in Park Street, South Melbourne for the last 50 years. Keep listening. Plenty more to come. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. Find out more at diamondcelebrations.com.au. On Easy Music, 3MP. For lovers of easy music, it all adds up with 3MP and Crystal Clear Stereo right across Melbourne. There to make a better, clearer sound for you to enjoy your easy music favourites. Upgrade your radio to DAB Plus and change the way you listen to Easy Music 3MP. Find out more at 3mp.com.au. Easy Music 3MP, this is Relish. Now, it doesn't sound like life slowed down all that much for former AFL footballer Daniel Motloff when he retired. He initially kept busy with Something Wild, a business that's been at the forefront of supplying Indigenous food to restaurants and consumers around the country. And then he started Spirit Business Seven Seasons and they have just launched their second gin. He joins me now. Daniel, congratulations. Your first product, Green Ant Gin, was a cracker. I've tasted it. But this new Bush Apple one, it's something special, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I suppose um, it's just another ingredient that's close to my heart, being from the area I'm from. And, um, yeah, we've we've managed to put it into a, a spirit and and really do it justice, I think. And what what is it? Let's you know go back to basics. What's bush apple, and where does it grow? Yeah, I think it's probably just a mainstream um, <laughs> name, I guess, for something that looked like an apple yeah. um, that grows wild in in Darwin um, and throughout the top end, I guess. So, yeah, basically, we used to pick them as kids and eat them raw off a tree, and um, now we've been able to put it into a commercial product and really um, make good use of it. And um, there's a pretty big flow and effect in in the, in the um, in the commercial side of it. Yeah, and that's um, that's an interesting thing, is it? I think with um, Seven Seasons, how important is it to you that these products go on to sort of support businesses in, in Aboriginal communities? How does that work? Yeah, well, basically I'll find an ingredient that um, hasn't been used commercially and that is viable um, and also sustainable, I guess. I'll work on an ingredient that's from the Northern Territory and based around um, the Seven Seasons of Larrakia people up in Darwin and come up with a a bit of product development, I guess, around different things. And Bush Apple was always going to be the, the next one off the rank um, that I, I really love the the ingredient and, and what it is and the colour of it. You know, it also has commercial outcomes for, for Aboriginal people and in the harvesting side of it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, to make it all sustainable. So I'm from Melbourne, so we talk about four seasons in one day. Do you guys have seven seasons up there? Yeah, basically, um, there's little signs that tell us um, certain seasons have started. You know, from from the first rain, it could be from a dragonfly um, popping up to tell you that it's dry season, and and, and the next couple of months is going to be a little bit cooler. But yeah, basically, we've got seven seasons. Well, it is a beautiful gin. It is a beautiful colour as well, like you say, the apple is. But it doesn't mean, you know, it's, it's a gorgeous pink. It's not exactly sweet. Um, you can still sort of make it savoury. I put a, a, a frozen strawberry as an ice cube in mine and put a sprig of thyme in and it was stunning. So congratulations. Can I assume we've got five more to go? Yes, we do. They're all in the pipeline. So we've actually spent the last year, probably six months to a year, really mapping all that out and, and what this looks like to, as a company and pretty exciting times in, in what we're doing and it all has a story and it all goes back around, I guess. so. Well, if the first two are any sign, the next five are going to be brilliant. Daniel Motlop, founder of Seven Seasons, thank you for joining me today. 
Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Find the Seven Seasons new Bush Apple Gin at all major national and independent retailers. Stick around. This Week in Food is up next. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Diamond Celebrations. Food for all occasions. Find out more at diamondcelebrations.com.au. Relish with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations. Food for all occasions. Easy Music 3MP, this is Relish. It's time to share some food news and dining tips. So this week in food, well, as I mentioned last week, National Burger Day is coming up on May 28th and I asked for your nominations for the best burgers in Melbourne. We've got the list. Meet Frankie in Ligon Street, Brunswick East is a retro burger bar flippin' classic American-style burgers, hot dogs, fries and shakes. Laurie D's in Epping that not only does great smashed patty burgers but also seriously good fries frozen custard, Andrew's Hamburgers in Albert Park. They're a classic between two buns who are in Altona, Hopper's Crossing and Sunbury and custom burgers in Thornbury, burgers with attitude in another retro diner. Elsewhere around town, though, in Richmond, the Grand Dining Room opened this week for the first time since the Melbourne lockdown. They're still dishing out classic Italian menu created by head chef Maro Kobayashi, but they'll also be doing Italian yum cha lunch on the first Sunday of each month. There's some cultural dissonance for you, but it's great to hear the Grand is back in queue. Joe Varghetto's Autumn Siciliano Dinner will be held at Mr Bianco on the 26th of May. The five-course menu features seasonal Sicilian recipes from his brilliant book Siciliano and each dish will be matched to a wine curated by the host for the night, Herald Sun food writer Cara Irving. You can grab some tickets via their website. And over in the West, Basque Spanish restaurant Sebastian on Williamstown Beach have revived their chef series dinners for the winter. Up next, Colombian chef Juan Burbeo from South Melbourne's Burbeo Brothers. He'll join Sebastian's head chef Lee Robbins for a collaboration that'll kick off over coals on the sand and then continue inside for four courses of fabulous Latino food. It's all happening Thursday the 27th of May and again you can grab tickets via their website. And that's it for this week. Thank you for joining me on Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. Listen in next Saturday at 8am or look out for the next podcast at 3mp.com.au. Easy music, 3MP.